This morning I'm going to speak if Krishna so favors me on Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada by speaking about Sri Bhakti Siddhant Vaibhava, a work which I compiled and published about him, and which is non-different from him, because the instructions and pastimes of a Mahabhagavat, like those of those like those of the Supreme Lord Krishna, who they worship, are non-different from them. <clears throat> of course, Srila Prabhupada's books are also non-different from Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Srila Prabhupada's books are Srila Prabhupada and he is Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur non-different from him, different and non-different. He is wholly made of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Yogata Bichare Kichunahi Pai Tomara Karuna Shah Srila Prabhupada always identified himself as a servant of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur and that whatever he was doing was simply by the mercy of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So as Srila Prabhupada said, by reading my books one gets in contact with the previous Acharyas. So Srila Prabhupada's books are non-different from Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsvartako. Srila Prabhupada's instructions are non-different, but that doesn't mean just the verbal instruction or the printed form, but also the actual following of the instructions. That's also non-different from him. So if we're actually following Srila Prabhupada's instructions, then uh, we become non-different from him. The example is given, Srila Prabhupada many times gave it from the Upanishads, of a piece of metal placed in fire becomes fire. It has the same essential properties. Fire becomes hot, it can burn so in the same way, uh, one who follows Prabhupada or the whole movement which he started, in as much as individuals or groups of individuals follow Srila Prabhupada, they're non-different from him. So you're all different from Prabhupada, you're all different from non-different from Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsvartako. As much as you, or as much as I, or as much as any of us, are uh, following him, where we we become 
linked with and thus part of or situated in the spiritual energy. That oneness is there. And difference is there also. Of course, we tend to emphasize the difference, but there is a oneness also. So this book is non-different from Bhaktisiddhanta Sasvartako in a very special way. In, in as much as uh, it specifically focuses on him. As we sing every morning, Dhyam Stuvangs Tase Yashas Trisandha. We meditate on the glories of the spiritual master three times a day. Morning, noon and evening. Three Sandhya. In the, the Gayatri Mantra, when we're chanting that specifically, we meditate. Part of the meditations are, are, are the specific meditations, we, along with the Gayatri Mantra. The Brahma Gayatri are the uh, meditations on the Guru. So in that way, at least, we should meditate. Uh, of course, the meditation should be at every moment, and for one who's actually a, a disciple, they always meditate at every moment on their guru. But there is a specific meditation also. Srila uh, Prabhupada gave the example uh, once he was at an airport, and Mukunda Goswami Maharaj told me this many years ago. I think even before I was initiated, he told me this that Srila Prabhupada was once at an airport and uh, one of the officials there, a woman, I'm not exactly sure, check-in or something like this. I don't think they even had security checks in those days. Um, they asked, she asked him, what's all this about? As people often do when they see us dressed in this kind of clothing, especially in the Western countries. So Srila Prabhupada, in the course of explaining Krishna consciousness, he said to, means to think of Krishna always. And the woman asked, well, how is it possible to think of Krishna always at every moment? And Srila Prabhupada said that, he gave the example that just as you are working, you're busy concentrating on your work, but you also are, are conscious of your looks, that your hair is in place, of course in the modern age that may be different, but your hair is in place, your, I don't know how much he elaborated the example, that your lipstick is nice and all this kind of thing. So a woman's always conscious, especially a woman, is always conscious of her looks. So you're, you're simultaneously conscious. It may be somewhat subconscious. But consciousness is there all the time. So in Krishna consciousness, it's, uh, that's an, that is an example. But the difference is that in Krishna consciousness, we may be, uh, not, we might not be directly thinking of Krishna's pastimes at every moment, unless one comes to the very advanced stage. But if one is always thinking of how to serve Krishna, then even if one's Thoughts are absorbed in uh, finances, legal matters, and so on. If they're for the service of Krishna, then uh, that is also thinking of Krishna, because devotional service is non-different from Krishna. 
as Srila Prabhupada explains in a purport in the Bhagavad Gita, that as it is, that in the beginning a devotee, he takes pleasure in the devotional service and later he's performing. And later he uh, directly relishes thinking of Krishna. I'm paraphrasing this. So we may three times a day uh, directly meditate on the spiritual master, but all the day, throughout the day, we're supposed to be absorbed in serving him. Although there is a specific time for specifically focusing and remembering exactly who we are performing this service for. So in the same way, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sasra Thakur is an important manifestation of a non-different from of, of Bhaktisiddhanta Sasra Thakur, non-different from him and uh, it may not be the only work about Bhaktisiddhanta Sasra Thakur. I hope that it may Give rise to many more works being written about him, and more really others may have more realizations, and more research may be done. And uh, as Jayadvaita Swami wrote to me just about three days ago, that great personalities should have many biographies written about them. As we see, persons like Gandhi. He has several biographies written about him. So why not about great devotees? But anyway, at, at, at least for the time being, and unless and until someone comes up with something better, it's a, it's a good introduction to the uh, personality and teachings and pastimes of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sasra Thakur. Uh, <coughs> I made the statement in Bangalore on Sunday that, uh, of course, you can say it's my subjective view that it's the most important book that's been published in the Vaishnav world since Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita. There have been many books published. There's not to say that they're not important, but because uh, Srila Prabhupada who is he? He is made of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sasar Thakur. His mission is a continuation of the mission of Bhaktisiddhanta Sasar Thakur. So to understand this great personality, Srila Prabhupada, and his great mission, uh, it's also important to understand the great personality and great mission from which Srila Prabhupada came. And of course there are many other books, but uh, and I'm saying this, this is the most important since Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita came, which came out, which helps us to understand Srila Prabhupada and his mission. Uh, but we have to begin with the Guru. The very first words of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Vande Gurun. First of all, offering respects to the Gurus. So, uh, we are to understand Krishna, Guru is non-different from Krishna, but we have to begin with the manifestation of, the service to Krishna begins with the manifestation of Krishna who appears before us as the spiritual master. <clears throat> Several biographies of contemporary devotees have been published recently, um, but 
they're not nearly as important as Srila Bhaktis and Vaibhav because those devotees of course then glories may manifest more but even though uh, all, dev- all devotees all pure devotees are situated in the spiritual platform still there's gradation Lord Krishna himself states in Bhagavatam that the gopis are the best devotees so there's still a gradation so without denigration to uh, anyone we can say that Srila Bhakti Saraswati Thakur is a more important devotee than any present in the world today as some of his disciples Okay, thank you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Should have been offered earlier, but anyway, I guess I'm not doing my job properly and training you properly, so it's my fault. Uh, yeah, as some of the, some disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Sasra Thakur noted that a devotee of the statue of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati hardly one or two will appear in the day of Brahma, such great devotees. So we offer respects to all devotees, but uh, certainly Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur is among great personalities, uh, even among great personalities, a towering figure. And thus, uh, his, we call it a biography. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a limited term. But anyway, English has so many limitations. So this is more important than others. Now, yeah, just recently a disciple of mine questioned myself promoting the praise of this book. I, I, I openly say it's a great book, it's an important book. So that may sound, well, that's very egoistic of me to say that. Uh, I pray that it isn't. If someone writes a book, normally in the modern age, people write uh, books of their own imagination. They can, they're novels, or they uh, compose some book, and they presume that the the credit goes to them for, even if it's a biography or a non-fiction, they consider it their expertise and they feel pleased to be praised for their artistic creation but this book is again I pray like that if I have any wrong motive may my gurus and all the Vaishnavas purge me of that 
in the fire of ordeal, as Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur used that term in the Brahma Samhita commentary. Devotees are freed from their impurities by the fire of ordeal. If you don't know what that means, look it up in a dictionary. <laughs> it's a heavy term. <clears throat> Yeah, this is this is not meant for my glorification. It's meant for the glorification of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He should be glorified. So just like uh, in mud, mundane books, you'll often find on the back cover and sometimes even on the front cover, uh, comments that others have made about them, Co- complimentary comments from reviews that have been made, which are to uh, induce potential readers to read the book, and more importantly, in most cases, for the point of view of the uh, writer, and definitely of the publisher, to buy the book. They have, that's their motive. So I also want people to read this book and to buy this book. Uh, most importantly to read it. Uh, because our guru, our param guru, he should be glorified. We sing daily, Ebe Josh Gushog Tribhuvan, may his glories be spread throughout the universe. The, the glories of our gurus, they should be known, they should be understood. So we want to induce others to read this book. It's uh, not the first book I'd give to anyone. They should read Prabhupada's books first. It's, it's not easy subject matter. Srila Prabhupada, he presented the same message as Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. But in a very clear, simple and direct manner. And Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur presented the same philosophy in a clear and direct manner, but often not very simply. The language... And the concepts that he introduced were uh, sometimes difficult for others to follow, which is actually why, it's one reason why Srila Prabhupada was required to present that message, just like uh, Madhvacharya presented his message. But the present followers of Madhvacharya, they... Uh, rely more on the commentaries of Jayatirtha, his disciplic follower, to understand Madhva, because Madhva's original writings are too difficult for most people to understand. Uh, <coughs> so, uh, Bhaktisthan says, his teachings were yeah, not... Uh, not... Uh, very easy to understand unless one is on a uh, even scholarly level is required 
to even enter into them. And of course, most of his writings are in Bengali. One statement I made in on the first page of the text of the book that in a in a transcendental sense, Bhaktivinoda always gives birth to Bhakti Siddhanta. That uh, one of my disciples asked, "What well, what does that mean?" And that disciple is quite well read in Srila Prabhupada's books. I didn't catch the didn't catch the meaning of that. So I spoke on that in Bangalore. Again, it, it, it may be that sometimes we presume that people can understand, but it may need more explication. So, yeah, um, why am I praising the book? I, 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 can say, I will say it's a great book. It's an important book. This is not egoism on my part. Uh, again, I pray not. It's a great book because the subject is great. The subject is Bhakti Siddhanta, which means the person and Bhakti Siddhanta Svartako, and also it means the conclusion of the Shastra is Bhakti, and the conclusion of Bhakti, what is the ultimate conclusion of Bhakti? So, these were presented by Bhakti Siddhanta. He is non-different from these, in as much as he uh, his whole being was living Bhakti Siddhanta and presenting Bhakti Siddhanta. So the subject matter is important. I I cannot say it's not important. I can't I, I can't say that I wasted all my years compiling this book. It's just not important. I could have played tiddlywinks instead. No, it is important. And it's great mercy of Srila Prabhupada on me that he engaged me in this work. Srila Krishidas Kaviraj Goswami, he writes in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Charitamrita Nitta Karopan Jaha Hoite Premananda Bhakti Tattagya. He says, daily drink or constantly drink the nectar of Chaitanya Charitamrita from which one will get premananda, the bliss of pure love of Krishna, and knowledge of bhakti tattva, the entity, the, the reality of bhakti. So he's promoting his own book. He's saying, read it, read it constantly. But he also writes Murka Nicha Kudramui Bishoya Lalosh Vaishnav Agya Bale Kari Etek Shahosh. He says that why am I writing this book? I am a fool, he says. We don't think that, but he thinks that about himself. I am lowly insignificant and always hankering after sense gratification then uh, why are you writing this book what's your qualification if you have someone if, if, if you have that disqualification 
on the order of the Vaishnavas, Vaishnavagya Bale, on the, on the strength of the order of the Vaishnavas, I have the uh, presumption and the courage to compile this book. So, I can unabashedly say that this is a great book and others should read it and let it be praised and let it be promoted and uh, pray that I may be free from egoism in doing so because it should be promoted. People should, especially our devotees, they should know who is Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvartako. Parampara Jano Bhalomate Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvartako himself wrote that we should know very well what is the parampara, who are, who are the members of the parampara, that we should know very well so that we can actually join the parampara because we're supposed to follow in their footsteps. But if we don't know what they are teaching, how they conducted themselves, who they are, what are their contributions, then how are we going to follow in their footsteps? So we should know. And actually there are many, many, many more books should be written on the uh, Vaishnava Acharyas, the Charits, the, the, which we may call their life stories, their teachings. A lot of work is required to do. That should be done by devotees. If it's done by non-devotees, then there's a problem. Problem is that they want to drag the Acharyas down to their level and they present the Acharyas as products of their cultural milieu and and they present them as uh, they always present that they have some mundane motive and they, they ascribe mundane imperfection to them so that should not be done if any any representation of our acharyas as being anything less than pure devotees is a disservice to the acharyas. <clears throat> so yeah, it should be promoted. I, why should I uh, have a website? Why should I have recordings of my lectures available? Because if we have something worthwhile to say, then it should be broadcast more and more. If I think, well, now I got this gift of Krishna consciousness, all right, but I'm, I'm not going to advertise it because I'm afraid that people are going to praise me. So I'd better just hide away in a cave somewhere. Then where is the preaching? If we have something good, we should share it with others. If, if by Srila Prabhupada's grace I was inspired to compile this book, so should I just keep it to myself? There was a 19th century, I believe, British scientist called Cavendish. How many of you have heard of him? Chemist. Chemist and many other things also. Not so very well known. He was... he. Dis- He's actually discovered many of the uh, laws and many he made many inventions which are ascribed to others, which others actually discovered after him. Why is that? 
because he just did it as a hobby. He didn't publish. He didn't promote it. And so others, others got the, uh, the, the, got the laws named after them or the invention ascribed to them. But actually he did it first, but he, he just did it as a hobby. So in, in Christian consciousness we're not studying and researching and writing just as a hobby for our own, uh, sense gratification. But it's, it's meant for the benefit of others. So if we have something valuable, we should present it to others. And you may say, well, this sounds like an elaborate uh, excuse for having myself glorified. But actually, uh, we've, although that may be there, uh, that may be unavoidable. When Madhavendra Puri uh, had been given Kia at Ramuna in the night, he thought that this Pujari had a dream in which Gopinath told him to give the Kia to me. The kia that Gopinath had stolen for me. Now in the morning the pujari is going to tell everyone and then they're all going to come and start praising me. He, he left a minute. He didn't want to be praised. But then that narration reached Puri where he was headed for. And devotees in Puri were praising him but he didn't run away from Puri because he had service to do there. So, he thought the service is more important. I have to be praised, I don't want that, but if it's unavoidable in the course of my service, then I'm not going to stop my service. My, my service is more important than my desire not to be praised. So, uh, similarly, this has been my service compiling this book and it should be shared with others and if I'm praised well that's my bad luck and but actually the subject is Bhaktisthan Sosra the subject's not me the subject is him and we find that uh the biographers of previous great devotees, they've done their work well if the devotee and his activities and teachings become well known due to that. Just like the biographer of Madhvachai, Trivikramachai, I believe his name was, he wrote Suma, Trivikram Pandit, yeah. his uh, Sumadva Vijay. So Madhva, he's well known, very well known. Chavigram, he's not so well known. He's known, but not so well known. He did his job well by glorifying Madhva therein. In the Sri Vaishnav Sampradaya, there are several biographies of the Alvas and Ramanuja, the Prapanamrita is most famous. I don't know who the author is, actually. 
I must say. I should find out, but I don't know. So, the, the, the pastimes of Ramanuja and the Acharyas are, they have been preserved. Someone has to do that service. They should not promote themselves in doing so. <coughs> so, please save me if I'm egoistic. I am egoistic. Please save me from that and extract as uh, Saragrahi. A Vaishnava is expert in extracting the essence. So please extract the essence, the uh, glories and pastimes and teachings of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur from this book and leave behind the hog stool of my desires for self-glorification. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he compared the desire for honor to hogstool. Tava pratishta shukare bhishta. If one desires honor, then it's just like, it's just as good, or probably worse, than getting some stool of a hog and smearing it all over your body. And it's just as attractive to Krishna or the pure Vaishnavas. In other words, it's unattractive. Who, who will be attracted to someone with hog stool smeared all over their body? It's, it's most contaminated. Most impure. So in the same way, the desire for praise is most contaminated and most impure. So, but just as a, uh, uh, a wise person will take gold even from a filthy place, so you may uh, extract the essence of this book, which is praise of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsvatthakur. And, uh, Leave behind the hogstool of my perverted desires which have been noted. If it's real, if it's good, it should be promoted. If this book is of value, it should be promoted. If it's not, then throw it in the garbage along with the newspaper and every other and actually there are whole libraries of garbage being produced every day. But this book, it's not, shouldn't be thrown in the garbage. It should be placed on a high pedestal and worshipped because it is real, it is good, it is Bhaktisiddhanta. And that we should worship <clears throat> as non-different. We can worship this as none different from him. And I can, I, I feel very much it's none different from me also. In as much as, uh, at least from my subjective uh, vision, it's none different from me because uh, I, I feel it's part of my being, so much of my meditation, so much of time and energy went into composing that book, that I feel it's, it's, it's part of me. You can say it's my book. People say, oh, your book. I saw your book. But it's also your book. 
It's not my personal property. As Srila Prabhupada wrote, um, our Guru on Srila Prabhupada wrote in his famous uh, essay, The Universal Teacher, which is the English rendering of Jagat Guru. He wrote in that essay, which he offered as a Vyasa Puja offering to Srila Bhaktisiddhan Sarsar Thakur. Actually, I, I should have probably included that in the Bhaktisiddhan Vaibhav because uh, reading that after reading Bhaktisiddhan Vaibhav, I should have included it in the appendix because we've all read that. I hope you've all read that. It's included in Science of Self-Realization. Uh, reading it after reading Bhaktisiddhanta Vaibhavi, it really puts it more in the, into focus that this was, although Srila Prabhupada writes therein that uh, our Gurudev is not only our Gurudev, but of every living being in the universe. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Um, But specifically, he was addressing Bhaktisiddhanta Sasratako. Guru is one. Inasmuch as all gurus teach the same essence, but their manner of presenting uh, will vary according to various factors, according to the circumstances in which they're presenting the message, according to the... Uh, Persons and the level of eligibility who they are presenting the message to and also according to their own uh, individual realization and taste. So Guru is one in essence but there are different persons who on the command of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu present that message and they are uh, discrete personalities. They're not stereotyped. Bhaktivinoda Thakur was in many ways different from all the Acharyas who came before him. That's why some people think he's unorthodox. And Gorky Shodas Prabhuji Maharaj was highly unorthodox. He was very different from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. But in a manner which is uh, accepted by Vaishnavas as uh, as orthodox in one sense, that the the mad the apparent madness of a pure devotee, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsvatthaka was very different to both in many ways. Although he was made of these two personalities, these two were he identified particularly as his gurus. But in many ways he appeared to be very different from them and was different from them while being at the same time totally composed of them. Every, every particle of his being, not that he, he's a non-differentiated entity, but we can, as, as a figure of speech we can say every particle of his being was fully composed of and permeated of Still he was different from them. Not only in his manner of presentation, but his personality was also different. 
and our own A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He was again different. So, uh, yeah, we, we, when reading Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja offering that we have that recorded uh, offering, even though all gurus are one and in that offering Srila Prabhupada was mostly speaking about the principles by which one can be recognized as the universal teacher. He was mostly speaking about the, the what are the qualifications, what are the symptoms of one who is Jagat Guru, but specifically it was directed toward Bhaktisiddhanta Sartako. Just like we sing every day uh, in Guru Puja, the we sing Shiguru uh, Charana Padma. These are Kevala Bhakti Sadma. We sing this. So th- these are the uh, this description is true of any pure devotee guru. Every pure devotee is a guru, whether or not they accept disciples. So this this is true of every guru, but. Specifically, it was written by Narottam Das, Lokanath Lokera Jivam. He's specifically directing it toward Lokanath Goswami. So, yeah, and maybe in the next edition, if there is a next edition of Bhaktisiddhanta Vaibhav, I should uh, include that universal teacher, that essay by Srila Prabhupada. So, uh, yeah, this the point I'm making is that this book is not just my book; it's, it's your book. In as much as Bhaktisiddhanta Sarvatthakura is not my Param Guru, but he's the Guru of the whole universe, and specifically those who are uh, in the shelter of his disciplic descendants. They are. Uh, or they we, they can say that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati is my guru. We have our individual gurus. Within Iskon, the, the gurus are all uh, discipl- disciples or disciplic descendants of Srila Prabhupada. So our understanding of Srila Prabhupada uh, of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati is through who we call Srila Prabhupada, although in the Goyamat Srila Prabhupada, they reserve this title specifically for Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Srila Prabhupada said, you cannot jump over me and go directly to my guru. That is not possible, Srila Prabhupada said. So, uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur is our guru. Not That doesn't mean that we uh, negate the fact that we are initiated or to be initiated by the uh, gurus in disciplic succession from him. But we can all say uh, that we, we can all say that yes, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatthakura is my guru. So in this way, Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Vaibhav, it's, it's my book, it's your book also, as much as 
we make it ours, as much as we uh, imbibe those teachings. You may have, on reading that, you may have so many uh, realizations that I haven't had, or you may be by you may become so much more inspired than I am. So it's it's your book. It's not just my book. I can say it's my book, but it's it's yours also. And he is the universal teacher, so it belongs to everyone. But of course, not everyone accepts that he's the universal teacher because. Most people are in Maya. So this book especially belongs to those who accept Bhaktisiddhantavani, the teachings of Bhaktisiddhanta, in their lives. Ah. And those who do so, those who follow it, accept that in their lives, then by doing so, by his mercy, received through Parampara, they also... Uh, become Bhakti Siddhanta and they also become Jagat Guru spiritual master capable of delivering the entire universe uh, I mentioned in the uh, acknowledgements but I'll, as I'm specifically speaking about this book. You say, well, you didn't speak about Bhaktisthan Sastra, you just spoke about the book. <laughs> uh, and what I said about the acknowledgements, I'll come back to that. Yeah, I'm speaking about the book. We should speak about Bhaktisiddhanta. Yeah, this point I'll make. Um, yeah, I mentioned in the acknowledgements the the contribution of Guru Krishna Prabhu. And I'm going to underline that here now because although people say it's my book and it is my book, in in a sense that it, it's everyone's book, but in, in a special sense it's my book in a way that it's not others' books. Others' book. Uh, but Guru Krishna Prabhu... Uh, he's really selfless because I worked so many hours and days and years and I get the credit <laughs> from the public point of view but from the spiritual point of view those who work selflessly to praise the Acharyas their credit is greater although someone has to put their name on the book that should be done it's it's of course, many Vaishnavas, they composed songs anonymously. But other, but especially when we write a philosophical work, we should put our name on it, or, or a work that can be considered polemic, because uh, you have to take responsibility for it also. So, any mistakes or anything that someone doesn't like, the, the author has to take the responsibility. So, Guru Krishna Prabhu helped me uh, so much over so many years, patiently working on this book to uh, help refine the presentation from the, mostly from the linguistic perspective. So, it's, it's, 
we, we tried to make it, uh, between us, we tried to make it uh, linguistically highly presentable also. And some devotees say that, well, there's lots of difficult words in there. I, I originally wanted to make it in very simple, but he pushed the point that we should... I, the language very simple, but he pushed the point that this book should be read by, specifically read by very learned devotees and others and people who have good command of language. So we should we shouldn't shy away from, or rather, we should specifically uh, use words that may not be within everyone's. Uh, everyday lexicon. So my name's on the book. I take the blame. But here I'm. Maybe I'm shifting it a bit to him. But no, I. That's no. I, I take that as also uh, some inspiration from our acharyas. So uh, yeah, it wasn't. It, it, though my name's on the book. It definitely wasn't a one-man effort. There's so many people helped me in so many ways. I was ready to publish the book several times when devotees gave me a whole new stock of uh, information which I blended into the book. And it seems that another major uh, treasure trove has come to light in the form of Sundarananda Vidyavinod's library, which my book, it may be uh, it may require much modification and elaboration and expansion, it may run into more volumes if I'm to research the material in there and include it, but I may not, I may or may not let's see uh Yeah, about Bhakti Siddhantasar Thakur directly. I mean, I'm talking about the book and I'm saying it's non different from him, but in another sense it is different from him because if we simply talk about uh, the kind of type font that's used and the, the kind of paper that's used, well, that doesn't give us any insight into the contents. But I, uh, by hearing, discussing this book and glorifying it, I request devotees to read that. And in this way, enter more deeply into Bhakti Siddhanta. So in this way, I'm glorifying Srila Bhaktisiddhanta on his appearance day. May he ever appear in our hearts. May he ever appear within the hearts of all living beings, especially those in human form on this planet at this time. It was his <coughs> idea to promote uh, books on a massive scale. Srila Prabhupada said that 
Everything I got about Krishna consciousness, I got from my father. The special contribution I got from my guru was about book publication. As Bhakti Sajansar Thakur, at Radha Kund, the most sacred of places to which great devotees have throughout the centuries resorted to contemplate the most intimate pastimes of Radha and Krishna. At that place, two great devotees were specifically sent by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to fulfill his mission. When they met at Radha Kund, what did they discuss? They might have discussed Radha Krishna Leela, although we don't have any record of that. And I suspect that they they directly didn't do so. But at that place, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasar Thakur, the great devotee of Srimati Radharani, instructed his disciple, Abhai Charanaravinda Das Adhikari, as he was known at that time, he instructed him uh, in the service of Srimati Radharani. Srila Prabhupada, his father, from childhood had prayed to the sadhus please bless him that he will become a great devotee of Srimati Radharani they didn't Srila Prabhupada's father in his simplicity of a pure Vaishnav uh, maybe didn't recognize just as Nanda and Yashoda did not recognize that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Abhai's father may not have recognized that he was already eternally a great devotee of Srimati Radharani. So these two great devotees at Radhakun. And what did Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasara Thakur instruct his disciple Abhai as he was familiarly known? That's why I'm using that term. He said, if you ever get money, print books. So Srila Prabhupada took that very seriously. Especially after he read Vishwanath Chakravar Thakur's statement in his Bhagavad Gita commentary, Vishwanath's Bhagavad Gita commentary that the order of the spiritual master should be taken as the life and soul of the disciple. So Srila Prabhupada took up the book production very seriously. And that is going on even now. Whatever may happen in Eskon after Srila Prabhupada's disappearance that should not happen or whatever should not happen. That does happen. As long as Srila Prabhupada's books are maintained as Srila Prabhupada's books without being changed. And as long as they're widely distributed, then Bhaktisiddhanta Vani will remain in this world. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, as we are speaking, he is entering the lives of so many people throughout the world. 
Actually, maybe not so much at this time because uh, in India it's time, it's class time. In Europe it's still sleeping time. In America it's night time. So there may, but somewhere in Australia it will be, in Japan it will be maybe the afternoon. So maybe someone... Anyway, someone for sure, someone's out distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. Must be. Throughout the, throughout the 24 hours, somewhere in the world, someone is distributing... Someone or many are distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. And in this way, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasar Thakur's mission goes on and he enters the lives of so many devotees. New or, or people are not devotees. They are devotees, but they didn't realize it yet. That's why they need the books. So, this is the uh, prime method of serving the mission of the Acharyas. Everything else is based on this. It's not the only method, uh, but we can be sure that as long as this goes on, then this mission will go on. And it will go on. And I'll stop here. I actually have a an important service which I, I just started yesterday to read a 300-page dissertation for a PhD thesis on Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, which I've so far got through 100 pages, and it's time-bound because the thesis is the dissertation is supposed to be defended. Uh, after two days and so I may not speak last year I spoke over four hours on Bhaktisthan Saraswati's appearance day but today I'm going to make it relatively brief so I can get back to that important service because uh, if possible then some of the suggestions for that I may uh, they may be incorporated so that will be an important work particularly within the um, mundane academic world. It's presented for, particularly for the digestion of these people who are used to eating all unmentionable items, just like non-divine, they eat meat and fish and wine and all these things. So the mundane academic scholars, they digest in their contaminated consciousness, all kinds of speculations and confabulations and blasphemies. So the book's a little bit adjusted for their perverted digestion. But uh, anyway, I have to uh, go on reading that. So I'll, I'll, and also in India, where I suspect that mostly... Uh, Apart from who are present, there may be others. Are there others online watching this? So, yeah. So they may have to rush off to work. Which is why we also need our farm communities, so that we don't have to rush off to work. When there's a festival, we can celebrate it without the constraints of having to go and serve some Asat person, some non-Krishna conscious person. 
Okay, if there are any questions, I can take them now. Also, if there are any questions, they can be... You can arrange for that to be sent. Any questions? Yes, please. You have mentioned about the uh, problem of linguistic to adjust uh, to adjust the language. the language according to the present day situation where mm. people have very little knowledge of the English language as it was spoken or yeah, pe- yeah. Actually, the English language a uh, hundred years ago it was it was uh, well in the written form especially it was more sophisticated. Mass education and mass communications. In, by communication, we also mean the, uh, what are called the entertainment media. Although they could that means TV. Radio, all these things. They're called the entertainment media, though they could just as well be educational media, but they're called, it's understood that their chief purpose is to entertain people's lower propensities. So this has, uh, it, this has affected the English language and, and, uh, the, the, most people's standard of English is, not very high. I think that can be said the, not only for... Uh, well, for your language, French also. Yes, not only that. And uh, definitely, language, definitely in, in the local language, Telugu, uh, Hindi, all these languages, all the Bengali. Languages are suffering from that uh, yeah. degradation. Yeah, languages are suffering from degradation. I, I was reading that sometime back... Just like your, excuse me, you your been overseeing the Telugu BBT as your main service throughout most of your devotional life. And uh, there's always, especially in Indian languages and maybe in other, definitely in other languages also, but especially in Indian languages, there's always uh, disagreement between translators over whether... The book, Srila Prabhupada's book, should be translated in a traditional style because traditionally, uh, spiritual and philosophical books were written in the spiritual and philosophical language which reflect Sanskrit. Sanskritized language. Because Sanskrit is the, it is the language for presenting all these subjects. It perfectly presents. It has exactly the words which are required. But then the uh, other translators say that no, it should be written in language that people could understand because people don't understand this anymore. Previously, people who read such books, they understood such language. But nowadays, people don't. They read the newspapers and the magazines and they watch TV and their level of understanding and, and, and concomitantly, their consciousness is on a much lower level. So that that discussion is there in other languages also, but particularly with respect to Sanskrit for the Indian languages. Yeah, so you were going to say... Well, my question was, uh, just like we we have, you know, DBT is publishing the Brahma Samhita in such a language that I think that very few people who read the book can really understand it. The Brahma Samhita, we're republishing Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's edition, which very few readers, as you say, can understand yeah. it. So, 
Would it be possible or is it offensive to change the language? Is it offensive to change the language? No, I don't think so. I think it should be done. Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, he made uh, what he called the ISKCON edition of Brahma Samhita, which I've asked his disciples on several occasions, why isn't it being published? I don't know. Maybe it has some things which are highly intimate because Brahma Samhita does touch on that. I, I really don't know. I, I've, it, I'm, I'm told it's just now coming, so to speak. <laughs> Some, uh, but it all, you know, it just seems to be always just now coming. Some, uh, I believe at least two branches of the Gorya Mat diaspora have published editions of Brahma Samhita with translations of Bhaktivinoda's commentary. Banu Swami, he, tra- he translated, uh, I believe it was Jiva Goswami's commentary. So that may be more intelligible. Prabhupada wanted that. The uh, Bhaktisthanda's commentary. That's like, these books are translated See from Bengali into English. Yeah, you have to translate that from English to English. Yeah. <laughs> from English to English. From uh, archaic English, or we could say, uh, it, it's archaic and it the, the language, the English language in Bhaktis, Bhakt, Brahma Samhita with Bhaktisthan's commentary, which was, by the way, at least superficially, probably written by Sanyal. Professor Sanyo, uh, Narayan Das, Bhakti Shudhaka. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It, it uses words. It, it's not only the language, the use of many terms, not only archaic. The, the presentation of the concepts is very concept, uh, very complex, and uh, in some cases he uses words in a sense. Uh, in a nonsense, that means he uses them in a way which uh, no one else uses them. So they also need translating, yeah. Could be translated from English to English. The transcendental demeanor, this Bhaktisthan Saraswati wrote this in the the transcendental demeanor cannot possibly stretch to the transcendental sorry, the mundane demeanor cannot possibly stretch to the transcendental autocrat and there's the first words anyone will read in the book and then they, they're immediately lost the average reader will immediately be lost the mundane demeanor, again he's using the word demeanor in a manner which is uh, not standard English, it's probably a French word isn't it, you have that word in French no it's derived. It's, it's not. It's derived from Latin, maybe through Old French or something. The demeanor means. Uh, what does it mean? It means one's uh, observed enterprise. personality. Enterprise. Enterprise. That's the meaning of it. Enterprise or attitude. Yeah, attitude. You could say. Yeah. So. But here it, it appears that the specific meaning is uh, perception. It, it, it generally means uh, it can refer to uh, a person's 
department, well, that's another word, you don't know. <laughs> the, the way a person presents himself, his attitudes as observed by others. But here, Bhaktisthan Sosharitako use it means to mean that perspective or the way in which one tries to, the individual tries to view the transcendental autocrat, who means Krishna. So the mundane attempt to view, to see the transcendental autocrat, Krishna, the mundane endeavor cannot possibly stretch, it cannot go that far. It's incapable or incompetent to reach the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, he has to be uh, approached through the transcendental method. So, I mean, just the first clause of the book would probably leave most readers wondering, and you know, already lost, not even the first whole sentence. <laughs> and that's an easy one compared to the Oh, there are, yeah, there are others, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Much more difficult things. You know. I think you are very qualified to bring out. Uh, new you want me to do that? <laughs> I have hundreds and thousands of books to write, but that's not on my immediate. Uh, it's not in my immediate portfolio to bring out an edition of Brahma Samhita. As I say, it's already been done by others. I, I do. It could be there could be thousands of commentaries of Brahma Samhita, but. Uh, I'm going to leave that for now. I don't plan to do it in this lifetime. There's so so much important work to do. Very important work to do in writing. A lot of important work to do. Yeah. So, you had a, any questions from there? Yeah, that's a question. Um, in the third generation? He said he'll come back again, not in any particular generation. Um, well, he said he would come to pick up his disciples, Srila Prabhupada, who, who had not made it back to Godhead. Prabhupada also said the same thing. What does it mean? Well, I can't give any authoritative statement from Shastra, but I can present my understanding that the Guru may manifest himself in various ways. Just like uh, Srila Prabhupada, he was producing Back to Godhead. I think at that time he'd written Easy Journey to Other Planets. When a librarian in Delhi suggested, why don't you write books bigger books instead of smaller tracts. And Srila Prabhupada took it that his spiritual master was speaking to him through the librarian. So the librarian wasn't a pure devotee. He was uh, an ordinary man in many ways who had a suggestion. So many people will make suggestions. They may make suggestions. 
But Srila and Prabhupada could have just brushed it off and said, yeah, well, that's his idea. I have my idea. But he took it as, he accepted it as my spiritual master speaking through this person. Um, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasar Thakur about, uh, that was Bhagavad Jananamda Prabhu, I believe, he wrote about him. He said about him, this, one of his disciples, his own disciples who had passed away at a young age, shortly after joining the Mat, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasar Thakur said that Bhaktivinoda came again, but I didn't recognize, I couldn't recognize him. Came in the person of this person. So, certainly we can uh, certainly we can postulate well that's certainly and then again uncertainty but um, it can be accepted that great preachers like Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Bhaktivedanta Srimad Prabhupada when I say like them, again, there's hardly a few. In the, 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 there are not that many. It's not that you get devotees like this loitering on every street corner. But their their service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so uh, essential to the fulfillment of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission and so profound and so far-ranging that it would be superficial to think that they, they just do it one time. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes again and again and his great devotees come with him again and again. So those who serve that mission uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in that way by coming after his disappearance and re-establishing the teachings, uh, we can presume that they do so not just one time in one day of Brahma in one universe, but that, that's their eternal service. So we can presume that they appear again and again, maybe not in this universe. And uh, indirectly, but no less powerfully for that specific situation. They may appear in the form of, uh, they may appear by inspiring others to speak, just like those words, whether you write books, that will be a more lasting contribution. Prabhupada took it, my spiritual master is speaking. And he also appears uh, in those who continue to speak his message. So in these ways we can understand this. You had a question? Murari? No? Okay. Alright then. That's it? Yeah. You also said that unless a disciple is delivered, the spiritual master doesn't. Unless a disciple is delivered, a spiritual master doesn't. Leave him in the material world. Yeah, but. if spiritual master comes, but, but I think that's answered, isn't it? I just answered that. 
unless until he's delivered. Well, he, as long as the disciple is trying, then the spiritual master is always with him. Wherever, whatever their spatial positions may be, one may be in completely different, may be in the spiritual world, and one may be in the material world, but once the relationship is established, that continues. Chokudana Dilajay Janme Janme Prabhushe who has given us the gift of transcendental vision. He is my Lord birth after birth. So that doesn't mean that if a disciple is doesn't fully follow or, or, or uh, imbibe the orders of the Guru and remains uh, attached to this material world and and has to take birth again, that by doing so he's forcing his guru to take birth also. Yeah, okay, we'll finish. Anything there? No. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada Ki Jai